This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Wartenbaugh has been all over our airwaves here at ESPN all day, just insulting Giants fans. Every turn, Sports Center, KJM this morning, which is the sound you just heard. Did you do a first take hit today, Joe? I mean, for all I know, you were probably out there doing that as well. That was yesterday. Did oh. Kellerman's show today. Got oh. Kellerman twice. Got him on his radio show. Got him on his TV show as well. There's no hiding from it. It's not about insulting Giants fans. It's about tapering their expectations. They suddenly are of the belief that they belong at this stage of the, of the game, at this stage of the playoffs. They're here because they got the ultimate break. They played the fakest team in football in the Minnesota Vikings, and now they too will be exposed this weekend. People don't like to hear truths like that, especially New Yorkers. They, they pride themselves on their, on their tough, thick exteriors, and I applaud them for that. But it's going to come crashing down, and then it's time to turn your attention to the Knicks and the Rangers. Maybe. I think that game is going to be more interesting than maybe people give it credit for, because I think there's some storylines there from the Eagles' side of things as well, where... We saw Jalen do it in a postseason last season, and it wasn't pretty, Joe. And certainly these couple weeks off could mean that they come in rested and super ready with a great game plan for the Giants, or maybe they come in rusty. So who knows? It, it's football, right? We're going to find out this weekend. We're also going to find out this weekend about this Dallas Cowboys team as it goes into San Francisco to take on the 49ers at 6.30 p.m. on Sunday. Brock Purdy, he has been, well, Purdy, right? That's how he's been playing, Joe, for this 49ers team ever since he had to take over for Jimmy Garoppolo. We saw him do it against Seattle last weekend. It's been a phenomenal run here already for Mr. Irrelevant, whereas Dak Prescott comes into this game as somebody who should have been here before. And we expected, frankly, to be in this situation years ago. Brock Purdy never had that expectation. Is that still the case, though, which we know how well Purdy's been playing? How much pressure is there actually on Brock Purdy at this point? I mean, on one hand, it's a Super Bowl-ready team. The Niners have everything they need to win the Super Bowl. So there's a ton of pressure to figure out how to not be the guy that lets that down. It kind of reminds me of the Stetson Bennett situation at Georgia the year before. Georgia had everything it needed to win a national title, but they didn't really have the five-star recruited quarterback. They had Stetson Bennett, the walk-on. And a lot of people looked at him and thought, this is going to be the weak link. And in that game against Alabama, he had a costly turnover when the game was still tight. I want to say in the third quarter of that game. And I remember he gave this beautiful interview after the game where going through his mind when he was on the sideline and the cameras were on him and everyone was talking about how he may have blown the game for the Bulldogs. Bennett says after the game, the one thing going through his mind, he was not going to be the reason they lost that game. And then we know the rest is history. He came back. He had a huge second half. They win the game. They win again this year. And he was fantastic. That's what Brock Purdy's got to be. He's got to be the reason the Niners don't lose this game. The reason they don't lose the next game. They've got the best defense in football. They've got weapons all over the offense. They got a home field advantage this weekend. And they got a great head coach in Kyle Shanahan. So there's a lot of pressure on him. Because more than likely when they bow out, if they bow out, it's going to be because of Brock Purdy, is it not? Well, I think as long as he can't, he can't, like you said, he can't himself be the reason. But is if it's just that they get outmatched by this Cowboys team, then fine. It can't be Brock Purdy making the mistakes and throwing a bunch of interceptions. And I will say that as great as Brock Purdy has been playing, and I mean, again, a phenomenal story that I am rooting for because I do think it's the best story going right now in football and just such an unbelievable one, frankly. He's been playing so well that I feel like we're not even realizing how unbelievable the story is because he looks like he should have been there however 
he was seen, you know, he right now he's been evading pressure, right? Like that's one of his his big strengths here these last few games has been his ability to move around in the pocket, his ability to spin out to the left against the Seahawks. And that may not go so well against the Dallas Cowboys, who are supposed to have that elite pass rush. Now, we haven't always seen that elite pass rush make an appearance during the regular season for Dallas, but certainly that defense was playing much better against the Bucks last weekend. And assuming that wasn't a fluke, and this should have been the Dallas defense that we should have been seeing all season long, I could see a scenario where Brock Purdy finds himself in trouble because he's up against such a good pass rush. And in that scenario, then I think that's kind of... Uh, a bad, I guess that's when the pressure is going to amp up, right? Because we all know the team around him is so good that then the storyline's going to be, well, Brock Purdy wasn't good enough to get this done. We should have known he was Mr. Irrelevant. There were two games this season that kind of got him ready for the next level of pressure he's going to face. One was that Raiders game. I know people will laugh, but the Raiders gave the Niners everything they could handle in that game. The Niner defense did not show up for that game at all. Of all the games they played great in this season, it was not that game. I don't know if they thought because Jared Stidham was starting at quarterback, they could take the weekend off, but they did nothing. And Purdy needed to play huge, and he did. He made all the plays down the stretch that they needed to make to win that game in overtime. Then on top of that, last week against Seattle, Things went a little sideways early in that game. People just look at the final score and realize, oh yeah, it was a blowout. But early in that game, Seattle was giving them the business. DK Metcalf was wide open, making play after play. And the Seahawks were right there as the Niners continued to mismanage the game. The kickoff right before the half after the field goal, uh, the penalty, everything putting them in position for free points. And Purdy made the plays in the second half. So he's got a little trial by fire in him right now. But I mean, on the other side for Prescott, imagine what the narrative can become if you can go to San Francisco and beat this defense for Mm -hmm. all the heat he's taken for years in the playoffs for years in the regular season, going to Tampa and beating the bucks is one thing. He looked very good in that game, but you go to San Francisco against a team that's had two extra days of rest. than you have a team that hasn't had to travel. Like you have a team that brings the number one defense in the league to the table. You go in and you beat them. That's how you change narratives in the NFL today. Oh, yeah, it would change. I, at that point, it would have to change. Well, until next season, right? And then we do it to them again because it's the Cowboys. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. But if, if Dak is able to do something the Cowboys haven't done since 1995, it will quiet the critics for at least a few days. We'll see whether Dak or Purdy are in the zone. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber. Joe and Amber is presented to you by progressive insurance the divisional round is upon us there's so many storylines to get to Bengals, bills are there going to be perceptions that change depending how this game goes that's next this is espn radio and you can listen to us on the espn app joe and amber the podcast 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh with you. You can check them out on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can check me out as well at Amber W Sports. Let's do it for a third time tonight. Let's try to earn you some pizza money, honey. Let's go. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, here we go. Friday NFL player prop extravaganza. Pizza money number three. Bills quarterback Josh Allen over. 47 and a half rushing yards. Take note, kids. This was 43 and a half yards earlier today, but the money's coming in on the over. Now, why is that? Well, go back through Allen's history. In the biggest games, not just the playoff games, but the big games against solid competition, he uses his legs far more than he does in games against teams where, eh, let's face it, it might not take a lot of work. Maybe a team like the Jets of that nature, right? He has played 18 games over the last two seasons against playoff teams, either teams he's played in the playoffs or teams that have gone on to the playoffs. And in those games, he's reached at least 44 yards 13 times. He has a very high floor. His rushing attempts, his yardage, they're always up in spots like this, and I expect it to happen again. I love this bet the first time these two got together. Obviously, that game only lasted nine minutes because of what happened to DeMar Hamlin, but I believe in the first nine minutes, Allen had run the ball twice and was already close to 20 yards. So here we go. Pizza money number three. Josh Allen over 47 and a half rushing yards on Sunday. Joe Burrow touchdown pass. The Cincinnati Bengals. They're the uh, reigning AFC champions. I think that really is all that needs to be said in terms of the amount of respect that we have for them. What coaches fret the most in the NFL are turnovers mm-hmm. and explosive plays. Both of these teams turn it over, and both of these teams can rip your heart out with the explosive plays. That's why it's going to be one of the most exciting games of the year. One-week season, man. It's, that's it. It's all, all that matters is surviving and advancing. It doesn't matter how we win. It's if we win. Last week, Josh Allen had 20 yards rushing against the Miami Dolphins. He had 352 yards passing, but it included throwing multiple interceptions in that game. He's going to have to be better, and he's going to have to be cleaner against this Bengals team. This is going to be the matchup that 
Joe just mentioned. We all wanted to see weeks ago. We get it here. It's going to be an emotional matchup between these two teams. The Bengals, though, coming into this game, Joe, also having just been tested, maybe not quite to the same depth. But listen, the Ravens still tested them, still with a backup quarterback. Both of those teams, frankly, in the Bills and the Bengals should have been more dominant than they were in the super wild card round. So as we enter into this matchup, do you think a perception changes here surrounding Josh Allen if they lose to this Bengals team? If he doesn't play well. If Allen goes out and completes 75% of his passes, 400 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, and they lose the game 49-48, I'm not going to blame him for that. Like last year, his, the perception didn't change based on what he did in that Kansas City game. He played huge. So if he plays huge, no. he's We're expecting him to play huge. If he goes into this game and struggles and they lose to Cincinnati, absolutely. Things are going to change for Josh Allen coming into the season as one of the MVP favorites, one of the Super Bowl favorites. He's got to win this game. And the money has been coming in on Buffalo all week. They open as a three and a half point favorite. Some books have it as high as six. Cincinnati is down three starting offensive linemen in this game. They're off back to back games against Baltimore, which are extraordinarily physical encounters. That takes a piece of your soul when you play in games like that. And they had to do it two weeks in a row. So the table is set for Buffalo to go out and win this game. And win this game, they should. But if they find a way to blow it and Allen doesn't play well and he turns the ball over a couple times, he's going right into that Dak Prescott seat of crosshair fire for being a quarterback who's not living up to the expectations. Bills are favored, the last time I looked, by five and a half in this game. And largely, I think, because of those injuries on that Bengals O-line. What are you trying to say, though? Like, the Dolphins, not a physical component or opponent? Like uh, the Ravens were? Uh, the Dolphins the put up Skylar a Thompson nice didn't, didn't wear them out? Is that what you're trying to say, Joe? They put up a very nice fight. I have nothing but love for the Miami Dolphins and the, and the fight they put up last week. Okay? Uh... You know, that being said, they're Miami, they're out of the playoffs. and you know. Well, and I do think the Bills were a little bit embarrassed by that. And I would imagine Josh Allen is a little bit embarrassed by that because the truth of the matter is the Bills did everything to gift that game to my Miami Dolphins. Let's yep. be real. And there is this perception out there now, if the Dolphins had had Tua, the Bills season would be over. And yet the Bills, with or without the Dolphins having Tua, the Bills were supposed to be the superior team. And so I think coming off of that game and being tested, and again, the Bengals were tested a little bit by the Ravens as well. But I think coming off of that Dolphins game, it being as shocking as it was, the Bills being as tested as they were at home in that game, I feel like they are going to be extra motivated here. I think in terms of perception of Josh Allen, all comes down to interceptions. Because I kind of do think this dude is skated. And I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. He's phenomenal to watch. I think he's one of the most exciting players to watch in the entire National Football League. That being said... He skates in terms of the narrative surrounding him. And I guess it's because he's in Buffalo. And this right now also is America's team. Everybody loves this Buffalo Bills team right now. But interceptions are a problem for Josh Allen. They were a problem for Josh Allen last season as well. He is a high-risk, high-reward player. And with that can come moments where you're not getting those moments back when you're talking about playoff competition if you're gifting the other team the ball in a really emotional environment. And that... I think after this game, if that's the reason that the Bills lose, then finally I do think Josh Allen will start getting some heat for that as a player who maybe you can't trust in the postseason because he doesn't protect the football enough. Keyshawn Johnson, he is the host of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max here on ESPN Radio, 6 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday is when that show starts. He says perceptions are going to change if Allen loses. 
it's going to shift. If they lose this weekend, it's going to shift to Joe Burrow. And we will now have questions going into the offseason about Josh Allen, why he can't get over the hump. It's the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady syndrome, right? It's the he can't seem to get out his own way. It's the AFC East. It's the Dan Marino to Jim Kelly syndrome. Can't seem to get out of the East. That That's what you're going to be looking at. I do think those comparisons were good ones because I could see that sort of rivalry between Burrow and Josh Allen going that direction where it's like there's just something about Burrow. We think that they're both excellent and both great and both top-tier quarterbacks. There's just something about Burrow that's a winner, and he can get there. Joe Cool can get there, and he can get it done, and Allen just can't. Well, I mean, to clarify what Keyshawn's saying, again, Allen has to play poorly. If Allen plays great and loses a shootout, it's not going to be on him. And, and the reason he doesn't catch a lot of heat, his team won 13 games this year. The only teams who won more, uh, Philadelphia, who played nobody all season long, easiest schedule in the history of the NFL, and Kansas City, who, I might add, Allen went to Arrowhead and beat Kansas City on their home turf. Plus 169 point differential. There's only one team that was better. San Francisco, and that's a pretty good football team. So, yeah, he turns the ball over. He's not perfect, but he also makes an extraordinarily amount of incredible plays to put his team in a position to win. Like, if you take that guy off that offense, that team's going nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. It's not the situation with Garoppolo or anyone else in San Francisco where the next guy up makes just as many plays. They would completely fall apart without him. And there are a lot of times where he needs to scramble and make plays with his legs because they have, like, no running game to speak of outside of his ability to run. So he's going to face some heat if he doesn't win this game, but only if he plays poorly. More importantly, and I can't believe we've taken this long to get to this, I need them to win this game. I don't care about the spread. I married in the Bills Mafia. I can't have another situation on my hands like I had last year in the divisional round. Okay, the Chiefs-Bills ending... We were talking about some serious divorce vibes around these parts just because anyone Wait, who came into her why is she divorcing you, weight. though? That's not fair. You're just taking shrapnel because the Bills lose? Like, if they lose to your team, it's okay. But you're not a Bengals fan. It's not going to be your fault. I may or may not have had money on Cincinnati that she oh. found out about later. That's neither here nor there. The mm. point of all of this is that Buffalo needs to just handle their business. Happy <laughs> wife, happy life. I can't have another one of these situations on my hands, especially, God forbid, if my beloved Eagles win Saturday night. Because if they win Saturday night and the Bills don't close out Sunday, we're, I got my in-laws coming in for like a month in a couple weeks. We're going to have big problems on our hands come Super Bowl time. I mean, in-laws coming to stay with you for a month. Uh, that's already problems in some people's book. Uh, but you're a smart Tell man, Joe Fortenbaugh. You are a smart man that you are more concerned about the happiness of your wife. You have learned the key to marriage. I'm going to give you my husband's phone number so you guys can have a talk after the show. Josh Allen has thrown more interceptions than Davis Mills. He's thrown more interceptions than Dak Prescott. He's thrown more interceptions this season than anybody else in the National Football League, right? Like, that is the reality of the situation with Josh Allen. And last season, 15 interceptions double digit interceptions every season here for Josh Allen uh past 2019 I mean he has always been a player that high risk high reward that has a problem protecting the football and some of the interceptions just seem like silly silly decisions on Josh Allen's part unnecessary decisions it's not all hey I'm out here being super risky some of it does seem a bit boneheaded at times so he's going to have to clean that up Short of him 
losing the game because of that. I agree with you then. If it's just that the Bills are outmatched, then fine. If it's Josh Allen playing perfectly and it's everybody around him that loses the game, then I don't think the perception changes. But if he coughs it up, then I do think moving forward, there will be this conversation around Josh Allen that you can't trust him in the postseason because that's what we do to these players even if we think that they're great until we actually see them do it in the postseason. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, Jalen Hurts wasn't good in the playoffs last season. Is he going to change things this time? Joe and Amber, the podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The Giants play the Eagles this weekend. The Eagles have a far bigger rest advantage. We're in a short week here. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. I understand we just played these guys twice here in the last month. In December, the Eagles put up 48 points, over 400 yards, rushed for over 200 yards against this Giants defense. If you're a Giants defender, you're damn right we're going to check Jalen Hurts' oil. We're going to see how healthy he is. It's going to be crazy. The playoffs, they had a bye week. The Savages will be out, baby. We can't wait for Saturday. Happy Divisional Round Eve, America. We got a couple good ones coming your way tomorrow. Jags Chiefs, that's a 4.30 p.m. kickoff. Giants Eagles, that'll get going at 8.15 tomorrow night. And Joe, a lot of people feel like that game is going to be a blowout. Like the Eagles are just going to walk in there and handle business against who you you call tiny blue, little blue? Little blue. Little Blue. Okay. So who you call Little Blue on the other side of things. And I think by all accounts, people would say the Giants have completed the mission, right? Like the Giants at this point have had a heck of a season. Giants fans should be thrilled with where they are. They figured out or it seemingly so. We'll see what happens to the contract situation that Daniel Jones is their guy moving forward. They certainly seem to have a great coach in place. And so the future is bright for the New York Giants. The Eagles, on the other hand, because of where they were sitting atop the NFL all season long with that regular season record, there's expectations there that the Eagles are going to find themselves in a Super Bowl. So I feel like that this is two different teams that at this point, if one of their season ends, it would be okay. If the other team's season ends, though, I think it would be a shock. And yet I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that maybe we'll see an Eagles team that looks a little bit more like that Eagles team that we saw the last couple games where they didn't certainly look superhuman. And maybe we'll see a Jalen Hurts who's still affected by that shoulder injury. We don't know how that's going to seem. He's had a couple weeks off here, but we'll see how that pans out. And could he be rusty because he hasn't played football now in quite some time? 
certainly possible. Giants have played very well and are very well coached. They're going to come in prepared. They're going to be able to run the ball. Philly uh, has really struggled defending the run this season. So Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones should be able to get it going on the ground, which will open up other elements of the passing game. The Philadelphia defense is not nearly as good as some of the metrics indicate. They played nobody all year. And then in some of the big spots, they couldn't get stops. Like Darius Slay talking about how he should be an all-pro. Well, maybe don't be a part of that what, third and 31 that Dallas converted, which ended up leading to the game-winning score, if I'm not mistaken, but neither here nor there. Um, Hertz is in a unique situation. We don't know how banged up the shoulder is, but unlike last year, he comes into this situation with a bona fide number one wide receiver in A.J. Brown. He's got Devontae Smith in year two. He's got an offense that's been firing on all cylinders, and they caught an excellent break getting the Giants over Dallas. Yeah, I said it. I, I understand that people want to bag the, the Cowboys, but they still have a pretty pretty solid defense. The Giants do not. The Giants are very beatable. You saw what Minnesota hung on them last week. Tim's hung big numbers on them all year. And while they're firing late in the season, recency bias people, all right, this Giants team is performing above expectation, but they are not great. So I don't see it as a Philly blowout, but I do see Philly covering the seven and a half. I do think Philly's going to win this game. Don't get me wrong. I just think that there's this idea with Jalen Hurts. And I think like, if the, I think Philadelphia is a very good team, obviously. I mean, that's not a hot take, right? But I do think that there's this idea with Jalen Hurts. Like he's already a made man. And I don't really understand it because I haven't really seen it with any other quarterback. Like you and I were just spending entire segments questioning the narrative surrounding Josh Allen and how that's going to be affected by this game against the Bengals. And yet with Jalen, Everyone's just acting like, oh, Jalen Hurts is great. Like, we all know he's great. And yet there's a history there where he wasn't so great, right? We saw him in the postseason last season. He wasn't good. He threw multiple interceptions in that game against Tampa. They got whooped by the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, yes, like you just said, A.J. Brown, there's additional pieces. That offense has certainly improved this season and has looked great in a regular season. But we typically, with these quarterbacks, exercise some patience and some caution before we crown them when we haven't seen them do it in a postseason. And for some reason with Jalen Hurts, I feel like that's not happening here with the narrative around it. And everyone's just so sure that he's just going to waltz his way into a Super Bowl and look phenomenal. It's because we haven't seen the flame out either. I I think a lot of people look at Philadelphia this year. They put up a lot of gaudy stats. They had a lot of interesting performances. They put up the big record, but they didn't play anybody. So people are excited about Hurts because they saw him last season. And they saw him take a huge step forward this year. They're very excited about him. They're very excited about the team. They're new money. People are excited. People want to see what's going to happen next. But rest assured, if he doesn't perform well here and they win, he's going to catch heat. If he doesn't perform well here and they lose, the Philadelphia local sports talk stations are going to burn down Monday morning. Well, yeah, but that's just because that's Philly. I mean, I agree with you, but that's because it's he could throw 500 yards and it's seven touchdowns and tomorrow, and if they lose that game, they're still going to find a way in Philly to burn the whole thing down. I mean, that's just Philadelphia, though. But I don't know if I agree with you in terms of like the national narrative here, in other words. I feel like even if Jalen goes and has a bad game, frankly, everyone's still going to go into next season saying Jalen's great. They'll probably say, well, I mean... What do you mean, Jalen's great? Like, like Jalen's great. I feel like everyone's. Sold you don't think on he's going to take They're heat if he sold loses on this Jalen game? Hurts? No, I don't think. I just. I think he skates. I don't think that the criticism catches up to him, no matter what he does in this game. I, again, outside of Philadelphia, because that's not the most logical and rational market. Don't come at me. But 
You know what I mean? It's a, it's a little testy there in Philly. Outside of Philly, though, where maybe they exercise a little bit more nuance and a little bit more caution, I feel like everyone has already crowned Jalen Hurts as excellent and that there's nothing he's going to do in this game that's going to change the narrative overall. If he doesn't perform well here and they lose, he will be labeled a fraud Saturday night. 100%. Because it's going to be really easy to build the case how he's a fraud. He didn't play well last year. Mm -hmm. He beat up on nobodies all season long. So if the moment he gets to the playoffs, he comes up with a lousy performance and the Eagles get run, he's going to be on fraud alert. And I can guarantee you that's going to be more than outside Philly because everyone's going to be looking to take him down. Well, he it's will been be a on, smooth ride all year. Yes, he will be on fraud alert here on Joe and Amber if that is in fact the case. Now, I like Jalen Hurts. I'm not out here to take down Jalen Hurts by any means. I've just been a little bit surprised at how great everyone thinks this team is and how great everyone thinks Jalen is without actually having seen much from them because, like you said, that has been easy street in terms of their schedule this season. There's a lot of other games to discuss, though. So let's get into this because we have to decide what our picks are going to be against the rest of the ESPN radio lineup. There's a lot of pressure. We have to perform here on Joe and Amber. By the way, Joe and Amber presented to you, of course, by Progressive Insurance. So we have to figure out, Joe, what our divisional round matchups this weekend, what our picks are going to be. This is against the spread. You just mentioned there that you think the Eagles are going to win this one. They are seven and a half point favorites. Are we still taking the Eagles? Well, hold on. What? Where do we stand in this whole thing? Like, it's a competition. Do we know our record? Do we know the other records? What's going on here? Help us out, James Steele. Yeah, so uh, we went uh, three, two, and one last week. Uh, I believe we're in second place. Let me uh, let me double check on that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So well, for James the future, when we're in a contest, we should probably get very excited about what the standings are and what the rankings are and how we do, so we can give the the details out there. All right. I, I am. I just hope everyone has fun. That's all. <laughs> yeah. No. None of this is fun. None of this is fun. We're out for blood here. I'm laying seven and a half with Philadelphia, but I'm not here to steamroll you into what I'm, I like. I'm You're okay supposed with that. To, I'm okay. You're with okay it. with that. All right, it. Yes. we'll lay the seven I mean, and a half can, with the birds. Okay, so let's move on to Jaguars Chiefs. the The Chiefs are favored by eight and a half in this game. I like Kansas City. I've got no problem laying the eight and a half here. Um, right. If you make the case for the Jaguars, I'm not going to put up a big fight on this one. I could I, see the Jaguars backdooring this. I I will be rooting for the Jags. I don't think they're going to do it. I think the Chiefs win easy. Let's go ahead and take the Chiefs there with the eight and a half. Did I say that right? Cowboys at 49ers. Laying the eight and a half. Laying, laying the eight and a half. half. Let's take yes. the Chiefs laying the eight and a half. The Cowboys are at the 49ers. The 49ers are favored by three and a half, according to our friends at Caesars. Why don't you go ahead and lead this one off? So this one, I don't, I was really, really like you put me in a position with this game, this game out of all the games. I mean, That's I do on me. not. I can step back in if you like. I do not know where I want to go with this one. I really am having a tough decide, d- d- time deciding who I even want to take straight up. I really, really am. I could see this game going either way. I thought Dallas, I know the Bucks are not good. I thought Dallas looked excellent, though. I think that Dallas team is better than they've gotten credit for this season. Obviously, Dak missed time. He was dealing with the injury. He seems fully healthy. They seem poised to win. This 49ers team, though, is phenomenal. That defense, everybody around Brock Purdy, I still have a hard time buying into that Brock Purdy is just going to waltz his way into a Super Bowl. But, man, I, I don't know what to do with this one, Joe. 
It's a lot of words for an I don't know. I know. Very hey, well Bobby, done I was trying to talk. I was trying to talk. Wow, that's that's why they that's why they pay me around here. You there know? you go. Um, I would say this. A lot I lean of words to, the- to say a whole lot of nothing. That's my talent. I like the Niners in the sense that they have two extra days to get ready for this game. They played on Saturday, and the, the Cowboys had to play Monday night. The Cowboys also traveled to Tampa, and now they have to travel to the Bay Area. So I think there's a strategic situational edge for the Niners. I think they have a defensive edge. I think they have a coaching edge. But I, I'd say this. If you're having trouble picking who's going to win the game straight up, that probably means you like three and a half with the Cowboys there. Right. So if you want to make that play, I'm not going to fight you on it. Go ahead. <sighs> I get nervous doing this. All right, let's 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 do it then. Against the, so we're going against the spread there then. Cowboys. So we go do Cowboys take three and a half. You're yeah taking three taking and a half. Three and getting a half. three and a half. Okay. Getting so they could half, still yeah. lose, but we don't like it. Okay. All right. All right. You just want it to be close. Very close. And you just want it, but that's so close. That's so close. I'm very nervous about all of this. Now I don't know who to root for in that game. Ugh. Okay. Take it easy. I would say this. I'm it's not stressed. as if your child is out driving a car for the first time in their life. Very it's not as if, you know, you're, you're, <laughs> there's so many things in life that could get you going. Don't let this one be the, the breaking point for you. <laughs> well, let's try Bengals. Just a pick Bills. contest. Bills are favored by five and a half. I feel good about the Bills. How do you feel? I was going to say, I had so much fun watching you puke all over yourself with that last pick. I would like you to lead this one as well. <laughs> I, I'll take, I will do Bills laying five and a half. I, yeah. I, well, I, now you're making me nervous. I mean, I would take the bills straight up. Is five and a half too much? Well, it's up to you. Do you think <laughs> it's too much? I don't want it to be up to me. This is like, I can make a sexist joke because I'm a woman. This is like a woman choosing a restaurant. You know, like when you ask your wife, I don't know if your wife, maybe this is just my husband that has it's this problem. It's interesting how that like, works, honey, how you you're allowed to make the joke. What do you want joke? to eat? Well, you know, and it's like, oh, no, and I can't decide. Well, there you go. So I can't decide here between. We will we will lay it with Buffalo, James. We will lay it with Buffalo in this one. This is the hardest one of the four to handicap this week, in my opinion. But given the three offensive linemen that are down for the Bengals and the fact that the market opened three and a half and just kept going up, I think Cincinnati is going to be a very public dog this weekend. I think the ticket count is going to be high on the Bengals and the money is going to be high on the Bills. So we'll go ahead and side with Buffalo. I don't feel as nauseous about that pick as I do for whatever reason reason about Cowboys Niners that game is stressing me out by all accounts and this is why I am not a better are you sure you're not just <laughs> pregnant again no I'm not well I don't that's think not so. the nausea sure no no, no. I'm, I, that's not the nausea the nausea is about the Dallas Cowboys that's the that nausea. would be a fun twist I not I felt before oh goodness uh coming up next here on Joe and Amber we'll give you the stories that we did not get to this week a little Friday news dump action coming your way this is Joe and Amber you can check us out also on the ESPN app Joe and Amber the podcast Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
Tennessee, Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Coming down the stretch here on Joe and Amber. Hopefully you're ready to get your Friday night started. It is the divisional round eve. We have been celebrating here the last couple hours. You can get in touch with him on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can get in touch with me at Amber W Sports. One of our favorite things to do here on Joe and Amber is try to earn you some pizza money. Let's get to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Here we go. Fourth and final pizza money of the night. Jaguars running back Travis ATN over 19 and a half receiving yards against Kansas City Chiefs. ATN's averaging about 18 and a half receiving yards per game on the season. So we're not asking him to do a whole lot more than what he normally does. He's going against the defense in Kansas City that has had a lot of problems defending opposing running backs coming out of the backfield this season. They've given up more receptions to opposing running backs than any team in the NFL. They've given up the fourth most receiving yards to opposing running backs than any team in the NFL. Only three more, right? These two are going to be in a situation where Jacksonville, based on the spread, should be trailing in this game. Loud environment, lots of pressure. Trevor Lawrence, get the ball out of your hands. Check it down to Travis Etienne. So we're going with the Jacksonville running back over 19 and a half receiving yards. It's the headlines some people would like to hide. This is an Action News 5 news break. But we're putting a spotlight on them. This is the Friday News Dump. This is the Friday News Dump, where we react to news that we got today, mostly today, certainly throughout this week. Some sports, some non-sports, but let's start with the Buffalo Bills. Safety DeMar Hamlin has started to make great strides in his recovery from cardiac arrest earlier this month. He's still got a long way to go, according to a family spokesman. However, TMZ right now is reporting that he is back at the Buffalo Bills facility. So he has been around the facility. Hamlin's longtime friend and business partner, Jordan Rooney, had told had said in a statement that despite being out of the hospital, DeMar still has a lengthy recovery. DeMar still requires oxygen and is having his heart monitored regularly. He has visited with the team a few times, but he still gets winded very easily. So he is making his way, though back around his team. Certainly some uplifting news there as DeMar Hamlin continues to recover from cardiac arrest, Joe. Outstanding. Every time we get an update on Hamlin, it seems like it's better news each and every time, that he's making progress each and every time. You and I will always remember that our first ever night on air launching this new show was the night after that occurred. You know, that's a difficult subject to talk about as you're sitting there more concerned about somebody's health and their well-being and the well-being of their family than you are your own radio show. So it's a lot of conflicting emotions there. But here we are a few weeks later, and he seems to be taking steps forward each and every day. So wonderful outcome to this story so far. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, the night we launched this show, we didn't know quite literally whether he was going to survive, what his status was. And so certainly encouraging news there as he continues to recover. Luka Doncic, he dropped over $250,000 for a custom Hellfire truck. Now, this Hellfire truck looks 
quite literally like hellfire like that's the best way to describe it joe right like i don't know how else to describe this thing it's like a jeep it looks to me like a like a jeep gladiator that has been matted out matte black huge wheels jacked up dope as heck i mean every just every way you can suit and boot this thing luca did but he also somehow made it kind of look like something out of a superhero movie I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's probably the step before you get to Mad Max, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's going to eventually get to Mad Max sometime after this. Looks pretty cool. The environmentalists are not going to be very happy with this. I can't believe this truck does well in terms of gas mileage and emissions. Just the world we live in, I'm not coming after him for it. I'm just saying, if he starts feeling heat from it, you're going to know why. The thing does look pretty sweet, though. It looks really sweet. I have a Jeep Gladiator. It didn't look like this. <laughs> it looks nothing like this. Please, a lot of you tired. I need to get some work together. But uh, over a quarter of a million dollars on that thing, that's one expensive truck. The Pro Bowl is coming our way in just about a week and a half. And Pete Davidson and Snoop Dogg are going to be the captains of the All-Star Games for the NFC and the AFC Teams, You were out there in Las Vegas, Joe, which is where the Pro Bowl will be on February 5th. Are you excited about Snoop and Pete Davidson being captains? Uh, I'm surprised Pete Davidson was able to pull himself away from his busy schedule of you know what. Very busy. To, oh, very, very know, busy. Uh, put there his clothes few on things and I understand get the job done. Less in the world than that. Very excited. I mean, if you're him... Uh, just keep living that dream. That's all I can say. Just keep living that dream. I got no, no jokes you for you, man. You're doing oh, what we all wish we were doing. Man, apparently is one ex-girlfriend to say something about you. And Oof. your whole I life mean, takes off. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's hosting everything. He's everywhere. He, that, I mean, that he must be everywhere. the coolest guy ever. Is all, I mean, he just must be so cool. That's what you think it is. I, you think he's listen, just the coolest guy ever? I will say ever? this, and hopefully my husband's not listening to the radio. I will say this. I get it so little that I'm like intrigued by it, though. I'm like, what does that dude have going on? I mean, you like you tell me. I've been trying to ask my wife, like, what's the, the situation here that I'm missing? Because I never really lived a life like this. So I would like to know what's happening, because in another life, if I come back, I'd probably like to be Pete Davidson. Whatever he's doing. It's just, it's intriguing. I will working. say, uh, working. it's working. It's working. Oh, by the way, shout out Snoop. We didn't even mention oh, you. But right. Sorry, you are the B side yes. of that story. Snoop, Snoop, Snoop being a all star captain uh, is a very cool component of this. So that will be a, a fun weekend out there in Las Vegas in Joe Fortenbaugh's stomping grounds. Maybe I'll find my way out to Vegas. Maybe I'll give you a little visit. We can go to the Pro Bowl together. We'll see. Uh, I'm not looking to get in that kind of trouble. <laughs> Uh, coming up next here on ESPN Radio, Freddie and Fitzsimmons. They will give you all the divisional round goods. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.